1: Welcome to the Ray Ellis Show. Sitting in today for Ray Ellis will be Toby Wright, your host, and I'm Roland Hill.
2: And I'm Toby Wright.
1: We've got a lot on the show today, a lot to go over, a lot of fun stuff. We're just going to relax and have a good time here and talk about some stuff, what's going on in sports, football, maybe a little basketball, and baseball. Uh, Toby, we got a lot on the plate today for being a first show. Um, where would you like to start?
2: Well, there's so many ways we can get to it. I'm I'm looking up. I mean, we can go from the uh, the movie Avatar. That's one thing we talked about briefly. Right, right. I it, think that's a great movie. When I saw it, it had such it, a change in a, a whole different plight form it, to the movie. It's I crazy, it.
1: crazy. And y- you know what got me in the movie was the fact that the roots. The, the whole system, the, the roots and everything, was all the energy, and it was just all life and the way those guys lived. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. And that's the way we kind of are. I mean, from the plants, the trees, and things like that, we are life from that, yeah.
2: Oh, exactly, especially coming from a whole different angle. You know, these guys are completely different than what we're used to. Their cultures is kind of similar to what we have in our right. tradition. so they lived by a certain type of creed. I mean, you can't imagine. Uh, even my kids enjoyed it. I couldn't believe it because it was so much like parables to what we lived and how we saw things. Right,
1: so. right, right, and how, how life is, and exactly. how we, and pretty much how we should really live. You know, how we should take care of the earth. But anyway, that's our green talk for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Vick,
2: Michael Vick,
1: oh, my and, Jam- Vick. and Jamarcus Russell.
2: Oh, okay, what about it. these guys, man? Oh, I can't even tell you. I mean, Mike, Mike knows better. You know, right now, if anybody's learned the lesson, I think it's him. Now, that's circumstantial. He had to make a decision. That's something that you're talking about, what we call our entourage. Right. He came here for a party. Of course, he had to bring some people in and leave them out not knowing what was going to happen. I just can't imagine for him to sit back and he could have made a decision and know what the capabilities of what could have happened, and he didn't pull a plug on even that night or that situation. So
1: he had the option to, to prevent this.
2: Well, it's hard to say. I mean, like I said, I've been in situations where I know I got a guy from the hood that's with me. He loves me. I love him. But I know he's short-fused, and, and I know right now at any time he could be detrimental to you or me. Yeah, but it
1: ain't his fault. It's not Mike's fault. Even I mean, we'll go back to the first thing that happened with Mike. It ain't his fault. I mean, okay, he knew the dogs were being fought. He was putting his money in and all that stuff. But when they got to... When they got down to the guys actually, okay, tell me what happened, tell me what happened, and you ain't going to do no time. We want we want him because of his name, oh. and everybody lays down on him, and now this happens. You know, Mike, Mike can't win for losing, and you he know can't what I win mean? for
2: losing. And guess what, though? He's got a bullseye straight on his face. I mean, it's not even on his chest. Sorry. So there's not much he can do. He has no leeway with anybody. And, and like I said, the uh, commissioner's already stated that before he even put him in. I, I just I, can't imagine. I just feel I think, bad about the situation.
1: I think I think uh, Seattle wasn't any good anyway. He probably should have went to Seattle and left <laughs> all them people behind because man, he need he needs to get away from that. You know, Philly's too close to
2: home. Oh yeah, and plus, you know what? No, no, there's no worse critics out there than I call Philadelphians. I'm tell you oh, what, them yeah. and New Yorkans, boy. Yeah. You, I went out there and played there many times. And if they weren't throwing things at us as players <laughs> or talking crazy, it was always somebody there doing and that the New York talk. Sports writers
1: aren't friendly there either. <laughs> Boston's another city that's <laughs> bad. That's that yeah. old
2: East Side, I swear.
1: Yeah, but I, I just think I think Mike just needs to get off that East Coast. He needs to come out west and and play with a team, get away from his family because uh, family and friends. Because I think sometimes when you're close to your family and friends, they, they could be your worst
2: enemies. Well, think about it. When he got done, of course. I mean, I'm talking about when he got convicted. Uh, of all the dogs' abuse and everything else, I mean, the world took advantage of that whole thing. The world pretty much prosecuted him. Exactly. So then, like I said, of course, us as football. The NFL had to comply to the world, of course, because that's our audience. Right,
1: right, So no
2: matter what, when he got done, you know, our commissioner had to slam the book, and he had to, to let him know that he had no leeway and let the public know that this is why we're letting him reinstating him. That right. Was,
1: he paid his debt. He, he paid his debt, but right. like
2: I said, even right now, I was just looking at his reality TV show. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah. And guess what? It wasn't that he should come into the league and be quiet and earn his spot again. He got a part of what society does. They exposed him. They, they're they using him now. I don't think it's big for him to walk around as Michael Vick right now. He should be quiet and humble and hungry and, and make
1: his ways. And let, and let people forget. Absolutely. Right? Let people forget. Peyton Manning up for contract negotiation.
2: What do you think? Oh, gosh, he deserves it. What, what do
1: you think he's going to
2: get? Whatever the market value is, he's on top of the market.
1: Well, let's see. His brother, what's his brother at, like $95 million?
2: Exactly. I think he's right around there, if not if, if that. And most of it is guaranteed. <laughs>
1: This dude. Anybody getting the
2: hundred billion yet in NFL? Well, we've had contracts for a hundred million. No one's ever going to see a hundred million. I'm sorry, because
1: well, we don't know after no. this next <laughs> negotiations <Well. laughs> here with the owners and the players. We might have some guaranteed money come along.
2: I don't know. The reason why I say that is in in the the business life of football because there are no guaranteed contracts completely. That signing bonus is everything that you get, and then what they do is they backload everything you do. So you know the longevity of a football player is three. And and a half years, yeah. so no matter what it is, if you sign a eight-, nine-year deal, you won't be there for eight-, nine-years. I'm sorry. You know what? Um, McNabb, uh-huh. come to find out, he's had to restructure his contracts two or three times just so he can stay there because he was loyal to the system. And, of course, Reed was, was uh, loyal to him, and so was Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, Reed. Well, by restructuring, does that mean that um, he's making too much and they're going to get rid of him, or...?
2: Absolutely. And you they know want what? to trade him. Well, yeah, and, and that's your option as a player. You can get it restructured. You can get more money up front, which is good for us, but it's not against the cap. So no matter what it is, if you sign, I don't know, a, a, a gobstopping deal, a $100 million deal, right? and then all of a sudden you get into your fifth year to deal, and you're yearly. Now you're, you're invading the back end where it's backloaded. So now
1: So you're getting into the owner's
2: pocket. Exactly. So now what he does is he can vouch to give you that money up front and then it doesn't count against the cap.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so now let's say Peyton man, he goes in, hundred million dollar contract uh up front they want to give him let's say fifty million. I don't know what the numbers are. Let's say okay. they're gonna give him fifty million. Now that fifty million, they gotta cut a check for fifty million, but they can structure it anyway. They exactly. can say this money is guaranteed to you and what we're gonna do is we're gonna spread it out over five years or something like that. Absolutely. So that's that, that's really what you're looking for. All that other stuff is just fluff.
2: And then if you really wanna know, it's still coming down to signing bonus. He'll probably get 50 million up front, period, as a signing bonus. Okay. And then on top of that, let's say he gets a 50-100 million dollar deal. Maybe he'll get 30 million up front and then they'll structure it the first 3 years he's making maybe 5-4 million a year and then towards the end he's making oh my gosh, the difference on it. You know, it's everything's prorated. If you know you, what I mean, you, right? It's now, a sophisticated think, form. Do
1: you think um, Peyton, being the kind of the fairhead child of the of the NFL, the owners love him. They love his dad. You know, he's he's the good guy. He's not getting in trouble. He's Peyton Manning. Okay, oh, yeah, he's the face I, of absolutely. The NFL. Yeah. Okay, so he's got money's guaranteed to him his contract. And then at the end of his contract, maybe they say, um, okay, we can't. He breaks his leg or something. You know, whatever happens. They still give him his money. They keep him on the payroll.
2: I don't know about that. I, don't, I know he's you, the Superman of the game, and he is the face of it. You know, yeah. like I said, but one thing about Peyton Manning, I don't think money's a big issue for him as we sit. So if Not, he, now. If he, right <laughs> Not now. Right now, for him to be, it just has to be win-win. If he can come down to it, he's got his endorsements right now. You know what? He's becoming a pretty good actor, too. He's doing Indy. pretty good commercials now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I commend him on that because I knew he was one of those vanilla guys that just looked very, very... um Middle America? Yeah. <laughs> Nebraska? American <laughs> anthem? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nebraska, Iowa, exactly. Illinois, uh, and Cornfield.
2: You, oh, man, I, and, and after a while, you just see him getting better and better in his commercials, of course. And, of course, he can pick and choose the type of commercials because he's that type of person. Right.
1: So, I mean, with that that being said, he he is a good guy. I yeah. mean, all-around, all all-American, good guy. The NFL, a, as the contract negotiations go on or between the players' union and the owners and this, that, and the other – I think I think that the uh, the Colts will, will negotiate with him before they come up with an agreement. Without a doubt, I mean, because I mean, he's not going to turn around and slap their hands, bite them, or you know, badmouth them in the in the media. You know,
2: I don't think there's a any there's no quorums about the type of money he should get or what he's asking for. They they probably know for the character that he is that he's right. not going to go try to break the break the bank on him. You know, I mean, I just know that's not Peyton.
1: Right, right, and and he he's a likable guy where they they'd want to keep him around after his career also. Absolutely, right. So I mean, they'll they'll come up with something. I I'm mean, sure.
2: if if I'm Bill Polian, right? Uh-huh. If I'm Bill Polian, I I mean, whatever he asks for, he can get because I know his intentions is great. I know he's not going to leave and go do some Rothenberger things. I know he's not a detriment to us. Mm-hmm. Everything that he can give our team, and plus he's doing pretty good in his apparel sales, too. And I mean, he's doing real well. I, I didn't look at the statistics on that, but right now, I mean, his Peyton Manning just jerseys are really selling off the charts. What,
1: what do you think Peyton Manning and Eli, what do you think their, char- where do you think their character comes from? What do you th- why do you think there's su- two brothers here, so successful in the NFL, quarterbacks, starters... Both have rings. Yeah. Where do you think they get it?
2: it, it well, it comes from home. It comes from the grassroots. I mean, like I said, um, I don't know much about the father. I've seen him play on some old great you know, films right. at, at, for the Saints. But from what I know, he's been brought up from a very humble abode. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been brought up uh, to be humble. They've had a very basic family. You never—I mean, I can tell—as far as the father, he didn't make gob stopping a lot of money because back in those days they, they were didn't paying a lot it. of money. Yeah. So, like I said, they kept a very, very isolated, um, humble family.
1: Okay, so he didn't make a lot of money in the NFL, but being Archie Manning, coming out of the NFL, being around Louisiana radio shows, TV shows, endorsements, da 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 car dealerships, whatever. Yep. So he lives a comfortable life. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's take—let's say his kids. And say, did they go to the camps? Did they go to? Did they get extra help? Um, you know, where what what sets them apart from? In other words, what can we take from the Man, the Manning family and in, in institute into our families with our kids and take them to that level?
2: Well, I mean, and that's such a that's such a hard call. I mean, like say say me as a father. Uh huh. I'm trying to administer my kids the right way to go up that same tunnel like I did, learn from my my blimps, my blumps, to learn from my good and the bad. Um, I think in their situation, he just kept it very simple. I didn't see anything, you know, um, extravagant as far as them. I mean, like
1: some, maybe, maybe some, uh, athletes or actors or, or, um, or, or people that are of note with money. They send their kid to to France to practice soccer. They give them the extra shoes. The, they they got to have the really nice this and the nice that. And the kid it goes to the kid's head, and the kid thinks, okay, these shoes are going to make me better. Or um, my dad played in the leagues, therefore I'm right. good, and I'm going to play in the league. Exactly. And they don't have that hungry. They're not hungry.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? I think and it comes down to exposure. You as a kid, man, if you you got to keep a kid's soul um, focused to where they don't have so many ways to be unfocused about what's good versus the preservatives that you deal with in life. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I keep going back to their household. I've seen a couple times, and they had stories on Archie and his family. Mm-hmm. He's kept a very, very strong, structured family. I mean, they didn't have to worry about Snoop Doggy Dog and, and you didn't see these kids walking around like anthrax and these there well, was a rock group called anthrax, you know? Okay. And that's the worst acid rock you can deal with. But, you know, you, you, they didn't have those problems. What they did was... Because they were family. Because, because they, they were sat, family. They sat
1: down every evening and had dinner, and Absolutely. yeah, they were family. Absolutely. And they talked, and they communicated. Yes. Right, right, right. And that, that's really important, I think. Uh, that's really important. We've got about 30 seconds here. Um, so if... What do you think? Well, I tell you what. Let's take this break, and coming up after the break, we're going to talk about playing for a spot in camp. Right here on the Ray Ellis Show on Voice America Sports Network.
3: Be right back.
4: and the voice america sports network
3: your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
1: and welcome back to the ray ellis show here on voice america sports network with your host toby wright that silence, Toby, is your turn. <laughs> talk it up, tug it up. <laughs> We're looking at each other saying, is it me? I'm up, I'm up.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, God, our topic today, we just got through the avatar, the Michael Vick plan, Peyton's contract, Where well, he should get the world. Do um,
1: You think, well, we, we won't go into that. that. That's a subject for another day. Let, let's talk about playing for a spot in camp. Let's say you're second year, third year, fourth year veteran. Everybody loves you, you feel like everybody loves you, and you're in camp. What's camp like for a vet?
2: Oh, man, I mean, it, it just matters what your stability is. I mean, if you're a starter there, and you really, really got to stay close to how the pin rolls and how the decisions are made. If you're in your third year and you're a starter, let's hope you had a great year. If you can have a great year, if they bring in somebody who's a high pick, that's behind you in your spot. Well, you can almost see that coming. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I was a rookie, it was in '94. It seems like so long ago. Um, I got drafted in LA. I was the first safety taken in a draft. I, I was early second round. Me and Isaac Bruce. Well, there were two safeties that were there that were in our seventh year. You know, and, and it was a tough situation. Was I it was,
1: seven years for Stewart? Had he yeah, been there that long? It
2: was seven years for Stewart. Yes. Wow. And Pat Terrell. How long do you play in Miami? I think it was three. Oh, see, he got ten years out of the league. No, he got ten years. Wow. Yeah, which is beautiful.
1: Wow. So, so you came in and you had two two start two vets there, and you're the rookie coming and in. And I'm
2: the rookie coming in. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like I was telling you about Still uh, Michael Stewart, it was just something else because when you can see the writing on the wall, you see the young the young Model T coming in. Uh huh. You guys are the old Corvettes now. The new body style comes in. You know, it's hard because you actually know what their intent is. Whether they're being groomed to know your spot. And um it's just a crucial thing because, you know, some of them didn't speak. They had all the knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. of course I had the fresh legs. You know, they were getting withered a little bit as far as this game is concerned. And and so
1: did you see them playing up? Did you see them giving it that extra trying to to hold on to their spot?
2: Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, the effort was still there. But what it came down to is the knowledge of the game. Right. You know, when you're, playing, when you're playing the pros now, it really doesn't come down to athletic anymore. It matter, comes down to, to inches and how you make your decisions fast. And, right. And it and just matters the smarts of the game. And like I said, w- with with a guy like Michael Stewart, I mean, he, he told me, he said, um, oh, and Anthony Newman was another name, too. Uh-huh. Uh, he actually told me, well, young buck, you're the one that's coming in. And I'm going to show you everything there is because somebody showed me. Mm -hmm. But most likely, you know, you don't really get that from the guy that's in front of you because he knows that you're kicking his heels to try to take his spot.
1: Right, right. that's just a tough situation. I heard that it's hard to get in the league, but it's harder to stay in the league.
2: Of course. And like I said, the NFL stands for not for long.
1: When you played in the league, did you feel a lot of pressure? Did you feel
2: pressure to perform? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, remember I told you, this is a high-performance business. Uh-huh. So if you don't put up today, you'll be gone tomorrow. And like I said, for, for the coaches that are around, I mean, remember, there's no guaranteed contracts, which are starting to produce some now. But, you know, you, you uh, play for pay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, if you're not producing, your stats show. If your stats don't show it, no matter what you're making, you can't be there too long anyway, even if you're a Peyton Manning. So, like I That's said, on top crazy, of that.
1: Man. So, I mean, you, you really got to get after it, and then when a rookie comes in, you how did you feel in camp when the rookie came in, or another guy got traded to your team, and, and he was the same position you were? Were there some guys that you thought, okay, well, he was second string there, or maybe he was first string on, like, a Detroit team, or something like that. Last year's Detroit, or, or the Rams, sorry.
2: We was called the Lambs back then, yeah. too, so, we're, so the, we're the same as Detroit, I so know that.
1: So, you, you ever get a guy that come in and you say oh man this guy he's going to be second string he's my backup and you just kind of hey dude you know and you're just friendly with him or you're like this guy's here to take my job It with everyone
2: well actually it comes down to that person and the security of your profession like me i mean uh, i was starting to get accolades before i got hurt i knew that whoever lined up there you'd have to really fight to get this spot because i've earned it so when they had guys come in we had a guy gerald McBurls come in from kansas um a, a, a good guy, good kid, but I, I'm already I'm already uh, vested, and like yeah. I said, the odds and ends of the game. So I'm willing to teach him whatever it is. And I felt like if you want to come in and take my spot, then more power to you. And then the best guy is supposed to win anyway.
1: Yeah. You know. Now, how how are your relationship with the uh, DB's coach or with the head coach, your relationship with them, or do the coaches try to stay away from the players um, on off time?
2: Oh yeah, I just think it's tactic-free. I mean, some of them it just matters on some coaches. Some were just friendly and they came in and they spoke, and some just kept that kind of barrier between the authoritative side of a coach as well as the the social side. And 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 I think that's just philosophies, you know. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, if we're there, just there to play this game and us to get to the Super Bowl and to be successful, it doesn't really come down to. Uh, how a coach administers itself. You gotta be able to, to chameleonize or, or be a chameleon to them. Like right. me, you gotta be able to conform the to them That's the word, Toby.
1: Chameleonize. Oh, yeah. Chameleonize. <laughs> That's the word. That's a a <laughs> word. <laughs> okay, so you're sitting in camp. Let's say you're, fir- well, when you got to the Rams and they handed you this playbook.
2: Oh, it was incredible. You're talking about translations. I'm looking at this playbook because I was coming in to start. So I had this big, big um, bullseye on my head or this scope on my head saying, this is the big hitter coming in from Nebraska. He's going to take over the reins. So they gave me the playbook to see if I can handle it. And I'm going to tell you what, you're talking about the nature of the game will stop if you don't know where you're going. So all my intentions, my reactions. Oh, yeah, because, you know, if you start playing in second nature instead of first, that means if I'm thinking and moving at the same time, it's never going to work. It's never going to work. You can't. You can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Really? Okay. Yeah. So,
1: so you got uh, you got second nature. <laughs> that, that's crazy. Okay. So, tell me a little bit about this, this defensive playbook. Oh, I mean, how many plays were? How many plays can a defense run?
2: <laughs> you know what? We I, we probably had over 400, 500 pages. And we're talking about of different fronts and different things. I mean, this is a playbook that's going to be able to handle all 32 teams however our schedule demands it. Uh-huh. And I'm going to tell you what, um, there were times during the first quarter we went in with a playbook that we've learned in this segment of the playbook and then we had to refer back to this one at halftime because that one wasn't working. And it's like, oh my goodness, if you didn't know exactly, if you didn't know this playbook, you were going to be judged on it and we had to take a test before every game. And guess what? Test. Oh my goodness! You had to take a test, and I'm talking like at the if you graded out and, and and your grade wasn't good about what you know before the game is. I mean, the coach will let you know. Remember why you're here. This is your profession. You will. I'll send you home. We had coaches like there's no time to nurture. There's no time for easy thoughts. There's no time to be polite. Uh-huh, you get your stuff and you get out of here. If you don't know your playbook, if you don't know how to play this game the way it is, you'll be out this door sooner than you got here.
1: so, how did you get through the playbook? I mean, did you have to sit down, stay up at night? did you
2: everywhere I went, I'm talking from the bathroom to the store at home, in my apartment, my playbook. I was in my playbook like twenty four seven
1: now, is there, there's a, does there come a time when you put that playbook down later, like two, three years later down the line, you put it down, and you don't have to refer back to it as much, or well, you've got it?
2: Everything is, is um, universal. You know, if, if I'm with the Rams, of course, I mean, we did a cover two, for instance, or a cover three, well, I need to learn the terminology of what they do with the Rams and how they formate it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So if that cover two has different names, and, and blues, and reds, and all the, sympo- the, the symbols that, that, that that gets us to work together. Right. Well, guess what? I got to learn their terminology for what that coverage uh, uh, gives, and you know what? That takes just experience. That takes going through it, studying, and then I mean, it just—it's just—it's longevity. It's being there, investing.
1: So it, it would be true to say then a guy coming out of high school couldn't really exist in the NFL. Not like in basketball. I mean.
2: Go ahead. Well, no. I mean, like I said, nine times out of ten, you get those ones. It just matters what program you were in. I mean, I went to Nebraska, and one thing about Nebraska. No, I mean high
1: school, not college. Oh, no, high that's school. not
2: going to happen. High school. No, yes, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Remember mm-hmm. what they say about football, right? Football is a grown man sport. I'm sorry. You know, that's the only game that I know and that I can vouch for that you need all 11 people to execute and win to do. It'll you can't just go in there and have Michael Jordan. You can't just have Wayne Gretzky. You can't just have these pillar guys who can come in and take this game over. Mm-hmm. Well in football you can have you can have Jim Brown but he needs somebody to block for him. Exactly. Or you can have oh my goodness, you gotta have Peyton Manning, he's the best around but they gotta block for him. So this game gotta is togetherness of course.
1: Yeah. That's something. So so with these the, the plays. you play, you played in Washington?
2: I played in Washington, played I did, in Washington, yes.
1: Which was the toughest? I, you were a vet when you went to Washington. Of course. So what, which system was the toughest to, to work in? <laughs> well,
2: we, well, Washington, remember, I was in my seventh year. Uh-huh. So when I went to Washington, I, I pretty much knew the game. I became a student of the playbook. So when I came to Washington, it's really something else because uh, at that time, North Turner was there, and the um, defensive coordinator was Mike Nolan, and he, he didn't like Toby Wright. He was ready for me to leave because I was the old guy with the bad knees. And he was wondering why they brought me here in the first place. So I already had, I already had a couple <laughs> strikes against me. Yeah. They were like, oh, my gosh. When I walked in, he said, man, you can't even walk. And I said, that's how you say hello to me? So I just knew. When I got on the phone, when I got on the phone and uh, uh, told my friends, I'm like, man, I just met the, the defensive coordinator, and, and he told me I can't even walk, so I ain't going to be here long. I'm so, not going to be here long. So
1: how long were you there? I was there for a year. And then back to Phoenix? And back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) First, I was to Dr. Tings. I had surgery. Uh I was already done. And when I I got there, I I was already one leg out the door. I couldn't. It was hard for me to run. My knees were bad. Um, I'm surprised they even gave me a job. But when they gave me a job, they said, we're going to give you a job for what we used to see you do. And mm-hmm. I'll give you time to rehab and to get to get your leg right, and then we'll together. try you. But if you're not ready, we're gonna send you out of here as soon as possible.
1: There are a lot of things happening in sports this week. Um, the free agency in uh, in basketball, you know, of course, at Bosch and LeBron and Amari. Oh yeah, and you know what's going on around the league, and uh, it's so many things are happening. I love that. I Do love
2: you? that. I'm watching. I'm watching TV now. Oh my goodness! And I'm watching how. How, um, like I said, uh, Omari's—he just signed, of course. Or how he was going on different places—you really never hear that too much. But right now, just to see—he was the first one to fall. Exactly. Why, why do you think he went to New York? Was oh, he it the went money? because of the money. The, well, it was the money. I don't. And, and, and to be honest, I don't think he has a hard time. He, he's not hurting right now. But I think over here he lost grace with uh, the Suns because the, the loyalty aspect wasn't there. I got a. I got a really uh hard situation of thought about Kerr and the system that they're running over there because you know you're, he's you're, gone now. Yeah, he's, he's gone going. now. But like now I you said, got Sarver sitting there trying to run the show and trying to pick up the scraps. Think about oh, it. Oh, you
1: think so? Oh think? my
2: goodness, he. You know what? He let a nuke bomb over there, and people. It's like the aftermath of it. So whoever's picking that up, it's almost like Obama.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> you, know I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just go, saying, he, he goes, you
2: guys. I'm, I'm the guy in charge. He's got and one player. <laughs> he got one player and a good coach. And I okay. tell you what, when, when when Omari lost grace, you know he wanted to resign three years ago. They didn't want to resign him. Right. And, and hold, you know, hold that
1: thought. Okay. Com- coming up, coming up at about ninety, we're going to talk about this, Omari. And Sarver and Steve Kerr here in Phoenix. Right here on the Ray Ellis Show on Voice America Sports Network. We'll be back in 90. Rock now, son. Rock
4: now, son. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a five ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neill. He's at Tough the. Shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left the <laughs> left. together in conversations that make a difference right here on the voice america business channel every friday morning at 10 a.m pacific standard time
3: your internet flagship station for sports voice of America sports
1: and we're back here on the ray ellis show sitting in today for ray ellis while ray is away playing in the bahamas is your host Toby Wright? <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of the Bahamas, did you hear what uh, Darnell Dockett tweeted today this morning? No, what, what he, was he that? He tweeted. He tweeted. Uh, you know, Kerry Rhodes has been on vacation, okay, and he's been down in the Bahamas and he's been tweeting back. You know, posting up, you know, how fun times are and yeah. what he's doing. And so Dockett said, Rhodes, I really hope you're having a lot of fun down there, but I hope more that you're in. I'm paraphrasing that you're you're in you're going to be in football shape because And would be. Oh. So kind of calling some guys out. Oh, yeah. And then Fitzgerald tweets this morning. He says, um, "He says uh, just got down working out at the gym. And so Dockett tweets back and says, uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you're the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. And what do you think of Dockett? Dockett calling these guys out. Is he the leader? Is he the leader of the Cardinals? Now? Oh, I
2: think so. I yep. mean, like I said, I mean, there's so many. Fitzgerald, he's not a loud, boisterous type of player, and his actions prove um, Dockett, he's said a lot of things in the locker room, of course, and he's really called people out. But you need all of them that you can have. I'm sorry. I mean, and whoever can stand up, that can show and prove. Docket's a beast now. Yeah. I mean, one thing about he's proven. Does
1: he have the respect of the players to call him out like that?
2: Without a doubt. Really? Got, yes, he uh-huh. plays the game. And you know what? Right now, as we sit and look at the NFL, he's got, in my opinion, he's around like top five to top ten in his position. He is a force to be reckoned with. Of course, is, is he's he got a, accolades, is he, too. Is he
1: a $100 million guy?
2: No, he's not a $100 million huh? dollar guy. No, he, I mean, I'd like to give everybody $100 million, but no. <laughs> Retroactively <laughs> speaking. And then they can give me a percent of that, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, I, I'm just saying, he's not quite what they demand. I'm no, I know he's getting paid... Good money. Decent money. Yeah, so yeah. he can go to sleep at night and feel good about himself anyway. In but I like the house way he in plays. His big bed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? Besides his uh, his antics on YouTube and all them other things too, we don't want to go all there. But uh-huh. the way he plays the game, that's what you want your defensive tackle or your defensive guy to play. You want him uh-huh. to play every down. I think Docket plays every down.
1: How do, how do you think um, – we're going to get back to this um, to basketball stuff with Amari and LeBron in a minute, but uh, how, do you, how do you think that uh, Joy Porter's going to pan out here with Docket?
2: Oh, it's going to work out. And like I said, one thing about Porter, he's been around for a while. I like Porter. He's doing my error too now. One thing about Porter, playing the game is everything. So when he's on the field – He's a gladiator and he plays the game to he's the fullest. He's out there
1: playing. Oh yeah. yeah.
2: And like any any differences he has off the field, that's completely different. But on the field, he's a he's a beast too now. Do
1: you think he's gonna be a leader in the in the locker room?
2: That's why he's here. He's got a lot of years in him. Um maybe he's lost a step, who knows? But you need somebody there that, that that has walked that walk.
1: So so the Cardinals lose Barry, they lose uh Dansby and they lose Antrell Roll. And they bring in Penny. In Anquan. Well, yes. I'm talking just defensively. Okay. Defensively. So they bring in Porter to fill that gap,
2: to fill that void? I think he can do well. Yeah. I think he can do well. I, I, I don't know why they let go of Dansby. And like I said, I mean, that's something else because I think he was in the peak of, of his performance. I mean, he was actually putting together a, a pretty good year. Last year, he came on strong. He was becoming the leader that he is. That's why he went off to get that type of money.
1: And he's having a wonderful time in Miami. Oh, I saw, uh, what did we see the other day? He had a, a huge fundraising event down there for his foundation. He's doing some serious things in Miami. He's having a great time down there, fitting right in.
2: And he's a great guy. He is a great guy. He's a great a wonderful guy. Wonderful
1: guy. Wonderful guy. You know, a lot of guys, uh, they get in the league, they get paid, they kind of, they don't have time to deal with uh, mm-hmm. a few things or, or people. Yeah. You know, they got to deal with their boys or they deal with this and, you know, I can't. Yeah. I tell you what, I tell you who's a stand-up guy and that's an entrail role. Oh, yeah. Antrell, my myself here, he would, um, he would text him before a game or after a game, he, and he would text him back. That's huge. Yeah. That you is know what?
2: I, I had an opportunity, and what, what I don't do is I was going to San Diego for a business uh, meeting, and Antro, um I think it was their bye weekend. We were on the same flight together, and, you know, I'm the old guy. He's the new player. Everybody's noticing him, so I'm just sitting back. And um, we're waiting for our rides, and, and I just told him because he's a safety. Right. I played safety. He doesn't know me from Adam. You know, I mean, at least at that time. And the only thing I went over to tell him was, because everybody's on him, so the last thing I want to be is like what we call a looky-loo. Uh-huh. So I went over there and said, hey, Antron, hey, man, I like the way you play. I said, you know what, I like how you run to the ball. So when he looked at me and I said something kind of in-depth to the game, he was like, man, you look familiar. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Toby Wright, such and such. And, and it was good because he was just humble. He said, thank you. You know, oh, man, I appreciate it. Oh, he's a it. great kid. And he's great a great guy. guy. Yeah, and, he is. and you know what? Um, he's funny in hell, too. <laughs> he got, and guess what? He got paid.
0: Didn't he, though? <laughs> Didn't he? I'm glad. I'm, he deserved <laughs> it, man. You know
1: what? There, there's some people, sometimes we take it personal. Some people have, uh, they have these attitudes or personalities, and you're like, uh, I don't want to see them succeed. But then you got guys that are just, just stand-up guys, and when they get paid, you're just like, hey, man, more power to you. I'm glad to see that happen.
2: Yeah, i tell you what. I mean, when I'm talking about getting paid, I don't know exactly what his contract was. But i tell you what. It's more than what he was making here. And when you put up stats like that, because he had some games that really saved them and put him to the next level. Right. I mean, he had an interception, a fumble, and ran it back when he needed it. And he showed his being. So when he tests the market, he's supposed to get paid for that that same play. And I think right now that puts him up there. I don't know if he's the highest paid, uh, safety in the league. I don't
1: know either, but I know he's going to spend most of it living in New York (laughs) uh, with taxes and everything else. I'll tell
2: you what, I'd have me a small place over there and I'd be back in Arizona.
1: He says he's going to, uh, he's going to get a place in Jersey. So, which is 30 minutes out and it's way cheaper. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he takes, he's going to take the drive. But anyway, LeBron and Amari, money ring in New York, Bosch. Um, they're talking now. They're saying, Bosh, they want him to go to Cleveland. LeBron oh, yeah. wants him to go to Cleveland. The coach wants him there oh, yeah. in Cleveland. And Bosh is gone. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah. You go, no. I mean, they, you never hear anybody say, well, I'm going on vacation to Cleveland. Yes, that's huh? tough.
2: That market is, oh, my God. I mean, just to go there in Cleveland. If it's not LeBron, it's nothing else. I'm sorry. I mean, you got industrial plants and everything else going you there. You
1: don't even have that now. They're all closed <laughs> down, windows broken. <laughs> people living on the fifth floors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> boards. I saw a building uh, a few months ago in Cleveland. That, that with The way the wind blows in, they had all these boards put up against the, right. these broken windows on this building so the wind wouldn't come in. Okay. And there were people living in these buildings. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, without a doubt. You know what? And I compare them. I was just talking about Detroit.
1: Uh-huh, Detroit's another place.
2: <laughs> Detroit and Cleveland and East St. Louis. And I'm gonna tell you what. East St. Louis is smaller. That place there is in is in desperate need of a role model of some sort. Uh, d- <laughs> you know what LeBron is the only thing they got in Cleveland if he, and, leaves, know, if he bro, leaves oh my god the real recession's going to come out of this. <laughs> they are belly up like like you talking about frogs oh they're in trouble they're in trouble but yeah like I said I mean I, I, I'm just enjoying it right now I'm sitting back watching Wade go different places you know Amari like I said just signed I think
1: Wade here, here's Wade Wade's going to be this Wade's going to be uh, wherever the judge says the kids are going Yeah, that's where he's going I understand. kids go to Chicago okay he's going to Chicago they get to stay in Miami stays there
2: yeah and you know what like I said I mean this is the first time that you're actually doing this free agent watch in football it's like that of course right but like in the NBA right now you know what I'm hearing I'm hearing that Wade right now he's got a um, he's got a reality show following where he's going now that really brought some type of birth to this game now. So now uh, they want everybody to see the inside to what's you know going what? on that. You know and that makes
1: for great PR, too. The, oh, my I goodness. Mean, you know, you got the free agency. And, and maybe before they didn't have the, the free agency in, in the NBA. Exactly. But now we're all looking at the NBA. Where's this guy going? Yeah. What team is this? What, the Raptors? Who, Raptors? <laughs> exactly. Who are they? And so now we're looking and we're saying, okay. And so now during the season when it starts,
2: we're going to start watching these guys. And then look at Bosch. One thing about him, he's in a market, Right. He's up and coming, I know he's proven in some form, but he doesn't have the name that a Wade has or even Omari is. I mean w- within what, the people. But
1: his name was mentioned before Stoudemire's. His name you heard you, yeah, you, you heard but,
2: but, LeBron LeBron,
1: Wade and Bosch and
2: Yeah Stoudemire. Yeah, and but like Stoudemire. I said, he he this is probably within the league. And what I'm saying is you still got Wade, of course, and then you got Stoudemire. I mean, these guys are accolades. I mean, they're out there, and they know about them. The DeBros, like I said, he is still looking for his breakthrough. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking the big TV endorsements. How
1: old the guy is he?
2: Oh, my goodness. I think he's, uh, he's, he's early 20s still.
1: Oh, he's got time. He's oh, got yeah, of time. course. He, he need, well, do you think if he went to Cleveland he'd get any kind of uh, No,
2: it's hard to follow like up? that other guy. Huh? Because <laughs> He'd get overshadowed. <laughs> out. Elvis left the building. <laughs> <laughs> El- when Elvis left, I don't know if anybody's going to come in and try to be any other singer. Yeah. Not from there. You know what I mean? And plus his numbers for what they're doing. You know what? I think the possibility for LeBron to stay there, it still might be good because of Byron Scott. Oh, yeah, Byron yeah, yeah. Byron Scott, like I said, I mean, if I was Byron Scott, I would, I would pitch a tent right in front now, of his house. Are
1: you say, uh, now, Cleveland's the only team that can pay him the most money. Is that right?
2: No. No, no. I think right now for him to be able to go um, in the years that he got in, I don't know if they'd have to buy on his contract or do whatever he's doing. I think he's up and free to go. Mm-hmm. But I think Cleveland, I don't, I'm sure they got first right to refusal. Right, of course. So, but like I'm saying, is what if they can hold on to him?
1: But Cleveland can pay him 130 million. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Without a doubt. What about the Clippers? Could they pay him
2: 130? <laughs> they could probably pay him 200 million. You know what? They'd Everybody's on they, salary. They'd of 110 the tra- a year there. <laughs> you would stop the transit systems. You would. Stop. <laughs>
1: they got cable would be exactly over exactly because the players that work for LADWP. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. Hey, you. You know what? In order to bring LeBron to the Clippers, they they would bankrupt that whole place. They'd have to pull together everybody, rub nickels, and, and we're going to get this guy. That's a shame.
1: You got you got the Clippers and the Lakers in the same town. The best and the worst.
2: Oh my they goodness. Isn't that something?
1: Yeah. You would think they would they would they would not spar, but you know, work out together and help each other. No,
2: they're two different worlds. And you know oh, what? They are. California is way too luxurious for for the Clippers right now. You know.
1: All right, it's break time here on the Ray Ellis Show. Coming up in 90, we'll be right back, and we've got some more good news for you. Good action here. Right here on the Ray Ellis Show, Voice America Sports
0: Network.
3: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred.
4: Voice America Sports Network. 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of
3: here. From high school to the pros, we, we, cover everything. we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. I like the music
1: here on the Ray Ellis Show. <laughs> I this, do. Welcome back to the Ray Ellis Show here <laughs> on the Voice America Sports Network with uh, your host, Toby Wright.
2: Yeah, we talked about, we were just talking about the rookie symposium that they got going on for the rookies, and you can touch base on that. Yeah, I, I, well, actually, I'd like to know what goes on in the symposium.
1: What are they telling these guys? Are they telling them you're celebrity now, uh, don't go to McDonald's, you can't go to the club, you don't drive this car? What, what do they tell you?
2: Well, for years, they were actually just telling you that about, guess what, you've now arrived, you came from nothing to something, now you're becoming a target. Now everybody is looking for you. You got to be aware of everybody, the girls, everything. And and they, and they make you aware from every direction, which is really good. Uh I think the last 3 years uh Chris Carter was the one that was pretty much the 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 focal point of it. He was talking about his woes when he was a rookie cuz he had a hard time coming in. Um and he that, that ought to go over great this year. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I know he has is, a, whole is it a lot couple to talk of week, about. It's oh. a couple
1: of weeks or so. Oh, of symposium? course.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what you do is you bring a rookie in, you know, and, and pretty much all their deals are done. So they got money. Everything is good. They get a chance to finally meet each other. And then what you have is you have the older guys come in and talk about the pitfalls and the horror stories that they've been through. And what they're doing now, they're doing a concept. It's almost like the scared straight type of uh, segment, you mm-hmm. know, when they bring the guys into the the kids into the prisons. And if you think you're a knucklehead out in the street, well, this is where all the killers are, and this is where you'll be bunked with uh, Bubba, right. and, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and this will be your Pull girlfriend, my belt loop. <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they kind of give you that impression so you don't want to go there. Uh huh. And I think that's a great tactic. So what they do at the symposium, they bring in, you know, not actors, but real life situations. And they actually, they do the dramatic scenes of you being in a club with your boys. And here comes, uh, here comes, uh, Superwoman. What's her name? <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. okay. Here comes
2: Superwoman comes walking over saying she knows you. She knows your every stat, and she loves you. And what do you do from there? Because you might be in inviting danger. In trouble. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I said, I mean, the one thing about it is, and they tell you, and they they show you real-life situations from family members, from this. If somebody walks over to you.
1: Wait, family members, like, your long-lost cousin's coming to you. I <laughs> exactly. need to pay my light bill. <laughs> cousin,
2: and Cousin Pete came, <laughs> yeah. and, and guess what? He he threw the football with the Nerf football with you when you were six, and you need to pay me for that because you made it. And they, you know? they
1: kind of tell you what to say and how to deal yeah, with those situations. Yeah, what they do
2: is they give you a chance to actually see it in a visual sense. And then when you see it in a visual sense, you know, for us, I mean, we're extremists, and I keep saying that as football players. Mm-hmm. We need to be shown first. You can't just talk about it because words really don't affect Oh, you guys
1: it. from Missouri. <laughs> the show me state. Okay. You know? <laughs> but who, who do you think gets the most? Which players you think gets the most out of the symposium? The players that come from West Coast schools, UCLA, USC, or the players that come from Florida, the U, the Gators? Who gets the most out <laughs> well, of it? Well,
2: you know what? It, it's really hard damn to say. Sure don't,
1: they don't get nothing out of it from Virginia Tech. Oh, but, no. They, <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs>
2: yeah. I just think it, it, it really... It differs, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it matters who you can, who you can um, reach. You doing to, to some yeah. Yeah, because guess what? Um, we're just trying to get you guys to understand. When I was rookie, thank God that my family was close, at you know, close, and, and um, my brother played in, in the league, and I kind of seen what life is before I even got there. Right. And, and you know what? I, I always give that, that, that example of you're getting ready to get into the storm of life. Right. And rather it 's drizzling or pouring down mad you 're going to get hit by something right yeah i 'm talking <laughs> about from the girls i mean if you 're not structured and you have a a, a devoted girl rooted yeah. rooted together i mean they 're going to come from all walks and shakes of of, of colors and mm-hmm. sizes. And if you like women, they're going to come. Yeah. And they're going to tell you everything you want. And as far as business, I mean, these suit and tie guys, oh. they're going to tell you everything you want. And I'm talking, it's a vicious, vicious cycle.
1: Uh, I, I, I've, I've heard of some guys, I've talked to some guys in baseball and in football, that, you know, all their deals are bad. Yeah. Oh, I was with this guy and this guy and I lost money. And I went with this guy and this guy and I lost money. And, you know, when I hear the ball players say, um, Okay, I got half a million for this year, but cut that in half, I had 250 because of tax. Well, wait a minute. What about the tax shelters and the write-offs? Oh, and yeah. the, I mean, you, you got to say,
2: well, well here's another. Save. Here's another. You got the fact that we know the game is not for long. And in football, we know, we know and hear about all the guys who become broke after the game, and there's more than than any other sport. The NFL right now, there are more players that have played the game for more than three years have had million dollar contracts that have to go back to their life of stardom they have to go back to a, I mean, a, a humble and simple life because you know why they have been sought after by these business financial guys and they let you know well i'm gonna secure your life when you get done well guess what you're trying to secure your life too and then you come across those who are snakes. So you can't. It's the, so hard to NFL, determine.
1: I mean, your job is to play football. Your job mm. is to uh, is is to be a football player. I mean, is there is at any point do you have a moment to sit down and figure out where your money goes? Who should I trust my money with?
2: You know, Ro. It is. It is. I can't even tell you how travesty. It's a travesty because, like in my situation. You know, there was a, a, financial group called Global Management. Yeah. Okay. This guy, Don Lukens, he just got out of prison. Uh, he, I think he ran off with like $42 million of all players money. Okay.
1: How much time did he do?
2: Uh, he probably did about, uh, a half a year. And he, he filed bankruptcy. The money's sitting somewhere overseas in a sock somewhere. And then all of a sudden one night I'm sitting up in, in, in at nighttime. I can't sleep. And I'm, I'm looking think at TV. Think about TV. This bastard. <laughs> no, I'm th- I think about him all the time. And it's something else. And it's not in a good way. So don't, you know, that's uh-huh. just one thing. But I'm looking at TV and Don Lukens gets arrested again for squandering some woman for millions of dollars. Well, this guy, remember in the NFL's uh, associations, book of reputable financial companies he was listed he was listed so there is no liability no i mean there's no liability there's no way we could have sued the nfl because we 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 um we didn't sign a contract with them to do finances. they just gave us a lead for people they felt was reputable so all of a sudden, um, they were a bigger fish. It was hard to go sue them. Well, for us to go sue Don Lukens, of course, he didn't have He's anything. BK'd. So then on the other side, I mean, we're, we're players that are actually done with the game, and we were left with, with whatever we have left from people stealing from you. And you know what? The game is like that, and it's, it's a vicious cycle because all you have to do is tell a player, I want to secure your future when you get done.
1: And I think when you you should go talk to Leonard Davis about that because I believe he's on the right track with his guy. He's got a really good guy, and I think the guy's on the same page he's on.
2: Leonard Davis, the best thing ever happened to Leonard Davis is he left the Cardinals because he went to Dallas, he ended up going to the Pro Bowl. He went home. He, yeah. he, he went home. They moved his position. Now he's the stellar player that he was before he got to the Pro's. And now, I mean, I was here at this place when he spent almost $100,000 for his interior of alligator skin in his car. I don't know. I remember that
1: place. <laughs> was it his car or his Escalade? Which one did he do? Oh, it was,
2: this truck. It was sorry, his truck. I'm sorry, because he was can't it, fit in no car. Yeah,
1: and he had them speakers in the back that were molded in. <laughs> exactly. Gain rides. You, Gain rides? Was that the yeah, place out in yeah, Charlotte? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that.
2: like I said, I'm not going to knock him. But what I'm trying to say is, at the end of the day, if his last stop was going to be the Cardinal's, he would have to go turn that car in and try to get the rest of his money back. <laughs> but now he resurrected his whole exactly, career. Exactly. He went over there. But
1: Leonard's Litter, got a great family. He's he got does. his financial guy, his father in law, his wife, his family. Everyone's great, and they're looking out for the best best for Leonard.
2: And he's a good guy. He is
1: a wonderful guy. He's a good guy. guy. and wonderful guy. And,
2: and, 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 and I mean, you can't I say got enough to play about football that. with him, didn't you? Oh, man. Uh-huh. yeah. And, and he is, you're talking about a horse. He's the biggest yeah. thing I've seen. Yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like that's the show. That's the end of the show. We had a great time here on the Ray Ellis Show here on Voice America Sports Network. Toby, take us
2: out. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, joining in with us here. Uh, We'll get a chance to uh, share more moments uh, if we have to relieve for Ray or on different segments that we'll Uh, keep you tuned to
1: and toby tell them about your show you got a show coming up here into july first of august stay tuned
2: exactly stay tuned because what we'll do is we'll be very informative about a lot of things we'll give our theories on on situations that that will give you an insight on what we do from the inside of sports as well as the outside right
1: very opinionated also (laughs) all right for ray ellis here at the voice america sports network i'm roland hill along with toby Wright, saying so long
2: see ya